welcome to the Saddle Cartel Podcast. We're going to talk tips, tricks, tactics, and saddle hunting scenarios with our staff from across the country, members of our Facebook page, manufacturers in the industry, and we'll probably get into a few campfire stories along the way. Enjoy the ride. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Saddle Cartel Podcast. We've got another episode of our success series coming at you. On the line today, I've got Travis Sims from Whiffle, Virginia. Um, Travis lives over in an area I call the Blue Ridge Mountain Chains, big, beautiful mountains, big, deep valleys, and a lot of big deer in that country. So, Travis, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, buddy, glad to have you on. We all noticed that uh, a few weeks back you made a post of a big, awesome 11-pointer you said was your biggest buck to date, and we wanted to get you on and talk about your success. and. Uh, just wanted to get started with a little bit of background. So, like I said earlier, you're from Whiffle, Virginia. Are you born and raised there? Actually, I was born in uh, Utah, actually. Okay. And uh, moved out here when I was eight. I've been in southwest Virginia ever since then. Well, it's a big difference from the west, but pretty much oh, you're, yeah. a, you're an eastern boy now since you grew up here since you was eight. So, how, how old were you when you got into hunting? Uh, let's see. Well, out there, you can't really hunt until... 16 so mm-hmm. i can hunt out there but out here i guess i when moved out here i went hunting with my dad then i think i killed my first one when i was 12 i, think I got a doe when i was 12 okay so and uh about how old were you when you picked up a bow for the first time i probably i think i was shooting a bow when i came when we moved out here a little bit probably you know about 10 10 years old probably okay good deal so, uh, when did a sat- saddle come into play for you? How long have you been sitting on a saddle and chasing these critters? Uh, let's see. That's probably my fourth year, maybe fifth year. I think it's my fourth year still. And what uh, turns you on to a saddle? How come you went down that road? Well, uh, I wanted to get, you know, I've hunted public land my whole life, but I, want, I really wanted to dive into it more and learn more about it. Then I was like, I need to be more mobile, you know, really. So, I heard about the saddles and I started doing research about them and I was like, well, I'm going to try one out. Yeah. So. Well, what, what equipment are you running right now? I have the, uh, tethered Phantom Elite saddle. I got a Onyx platform and the, uh, B sticks. Running B sticks. Yep. Have you ever tried any other, um, climbing source? You've been a multiple stick guy the whole time. Uh, that's I. I had to, when I first started, I had the uh, Hawk Heliums just to get something to try. Mm-hmm. But then I, I started getting more into it. I was like, well, I need to, you know, go lighter and everything else. So that's why I went with these sticks. And I mean, I could probably get some, you know, lighter, obviously. But I, I like they're, they're well built. I like them. Yeah. And that Phantom Elite, how you liking that saddle? Uh, this is the this year's the first year I've had it, and I really I've only sat it maybe five times this year. I really haven't had a a lot of chances but and so far it's so good what was you in previously uh just the the original manis of the tailored so you've been a tether guy the whole time yeah but uh, like i've researched some more and stuff but i think eventually i, I like to try out a two-piece just to see you know what it feels like and stuff yeah but i've never I, tried one yet yeah i've been in both i've owned a, a two panel and, and single both and i've I like the two panel. Uh, the one I had was a super well built saddle. Great company put it out. Um, 
and just you know being into this fairly new i'm only in my fourth season doing it but i'm just constantly wanting to try new stuff yeah <laughs> so you know i I've switched saddles a few times. I've been a one sticker um, from the onset. I love one sticking, but uh, as far as my saddles, I'm, I'm really anxious. I want to try that buzzard roost. I, I see so many people just give it high praises and talk about the comfort of it. So I'm, I may be trying that come next season. We'll see how that goes. But uh, cool. So we got you in a tethered saddle. Got you on some bee sticks. Uh, and you say you hunt all public land. I know there's a lot of national forests in that country. Are you hunt national forests over that way? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. A lot of big deer over there. What What do you look for when you go in? Are you hunting um, ridge flats, oak flats? Or are you looking for uh, – what are you looking for when you get on those public pieces like that? Well, I'm getting back there and uh, I like the saddles that's, you know, you know, way back in there that's got a lot of thick sides to them mainly. So you like getting out of the thick stuff. Yeah. I mean, I listen to a lot of uh, Nathan Keelan, a lot of his stuff, and, you know, we kind of hunt pretty similar stuff, you know, um, you know, way up high around, you know, around some points mm-hmm. that's leading to, leading to saddles or something of the different terrain feature. Yeah, so for our listeners that don't really deal with the mountains that you and I live in, a saddle's kind of like a low depression in a mountain. Um, deer will use them saddles like, across from one side of the mountain to the other or from ridge top to ridge top so they're kind of deep depressions and and they do offer a lot of good deer movement uh, especially when they got a lot of good cover so when you're looking for these saddles are you uh, getting online and looking for them or are you just all pounding it out on foot how do you come across them well i uh, i'll find a place that i think looks good just on the map then i'll you know i'll look at it a little bit but i really i'll get in there and really give it on foot to Really check it out real good. Ground and pound, huh? Yep. I hear you. So once you get into these saddles and this thick kind of cover stuff, are you trying to seek out rub lines, scrape lines, looking for deer trails? What are you looking for to kind of confirm that this is the place you want to be in? Well, I like to find that that topography line. That, you know, that you know, usually a lot of times the deer, there's like one section of that ridge they like the most. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Lots, you know, it, it could be the top third or the bottom third, you know, you get in there and find the sign and, you know, you'll figure out where, where they're like. But I, I usually, I'll, I'll walk them lines until I see the sign that I'm looking for. Then I'll gotcha. go out either side, you know, both ends of that and check it real good to see what terrain feature I can set up in. Now, do you find that the deer kind of like the north side of the mountain or the southern side the most? Uh... Depends on what mountain I'm on, honestly. Like, yeah. it's been 50-50 on it. Because uh, I got a couple of places that the north side's killer than some places that the south side, south side is. But if I'd have to choose, probably the north side, if I had to choose one that was a little more, you know, a little more active. Oh, okay. I, for me, I noticed that the south side of the mountain always seems – you know, it's going to get more sunlight during the growing season, so therefore you're going to have a lot more undergrowth. It's going to be a little bit thicker, going to have more natural brows. So in my experience, I find that deer kind of stay more on the south side, the south-facing ridges um, versus the north side, because I know in some of these mountains we got around here, you get on the north side of the mountain where you don't get as much sunlight, you got more open wood, 
uh, yeah. more, you know, this beautiful timber, um, just big, long, open hardwood sections. And yet visually it looks great, but, you know, a lot of times it's, there's nothing there for a deer, especially for natural brows, unless you, you've got acorn crops in there. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just curious. So on these public pieces, these national forest pieces that you hunt, What's generally how far are you walking in? Because I know that you can't take a motorized vehicle on these things. So you try to get deep and get away from everybody. I mean, how, are you well, just a, a few pieces? I'm not that far in because I'm really I'm not far off the beaten path. You know, people or places that people overlook on a mm-hmm. few pieces, but most of the time I'm two miles plus. Two miles plus. That's that's a pretty good poke, especially in these hills, because a lot of that stuff's pretty steep. So. Oh yeah, it, yeah. What do you do in the season as far as physical fitness to prepare for those hikes? In do you keep take good care of yourself? Try to work out and things like that. Yeah, I try to. I mean, I uh, go to the gym a lot, and I got kids that are into sports. So I'm always doing something outside with them. You know, yeah. so I always stay active doing something. Yeah, well, as long as you're being active and keeping your body moving, you know, that's what it's all about. Oh yeah, so, so pretty light setup. I'm I'm guessing you probably wear your saddle in. You pack your sticks and your bow in. So you well, probably actually I don't wear my saddle in. I I usually oh. just pack it in too because like I said, by the time I get back here two miles, it's kind of sagging down and stuff. So I don't I don't really even fool with it really. That makes sense. Good deal. What kind of bow you shoot? Uh, it's actually a target bow. I had I used to shoot a lot of target archery. Mm-hmm. then that's it's a result 36 what it is okay you don't hear about a lot of people taking target bows and uh it was it was blue when i bought it so i just sanded it down painted it tan and been using it ever since that sounds like it's pretty daily what kind of arrow setup and broadhead setup are you running uh see i got i got the uh, i think i got gold tip hunter xt arrows on it then the uh mega meat broadheads and what you have pretty good success with those mega meats. They're kind of, they've kind of piqued my curiosity here lately myself. Uh, the only deer I've shot with them is that 11 point I just got. Then, uh, okay. But I really feel if I wasn't shooting that broadhead, he would have went a lot farther than he did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you get double lungs? Would you get heart? What'd you get on him? Well, he was slightly quartered to me. And the, when the shot hit, it looked like it was just a little back. Okay. But, and when I got down and looked at the air, there's actually, I mean, there was, it got in the gut somewhere because there was all over the air. And I was like, oh, this ain't good. But mm-hmm. I guess it barely clipped the intestines in there somewhere, but it did get the back of both lungs. Oh, good deal. Did you get a pass through with that Mega Me? Because that's a big broadhead. I did, yeah. Oh, great deal, man. Because I think that's, and we won't get on the, the debate of broadheads, but I think that's a lot of people's apprehension with, expandables or mechanicals is that you don't get that, that pass through a lot of the times that it's going to bury in and, and lodge up. But, uh, I, myself, I like two holes in a deer just, yeah, you know, but those mega means, I mean, everything I've seen and, and the guys that shoot them, they look like they're devastating. So moving on from that, unpack this hunt where you killed this big 11 pointer, kind of tell, walk us through how all this played out. See, uh, actually I, I, I killed this, on private like i get to hunt private occasionally like once twice every year or two just randomly mm-hmm. then uh this is on a, a piece actually in uh in pulaski county okay where it was 
And uh, my bu- my buddy uh, Dalton, he uh, takes care of the place. And uh, when we got there, he he was telling about the this little flat, and he said, "There's if there's acorns in there, there's gonna be deer." And I was like, "Well, I'll take your word on it." So when I got up in there. There, I could hear you know acorns dropping. There was you know deer already in there. They started scattering. When I even when I got in there, then uh, I was trying to look for a tree, you know, you know, and not sure where to go. And you had to look, you know, think about where I was at and kind of look for a tree. And I found, I'm not sure what kind of tree it was, actually. It was a terrible tree. I know that. Oh. Like, I didn't want to get into it, but I kind of knew I had to get in that tree. It was just the right spot. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of a pin oak, but I had, like, real shaggy bark on it that would flake off. And it was loud and wouldn't my, I don't even know, I don't even know what it was. I'll probably never get in one of those again. <laughs> but, uh. I mean, uh, I, I went up four sticks and I climbed up two branches at, on top of that. So I was up there pretty good, pretty good ways. Okay. And uh, as soon as I got set up, it was, you know, it was right after. I mean, it was, it was cracking daylight. You can start to see, I could see a doe out there messing around already. And uh, the sun came up and she fed off and right after daylight had a small light pointer come out from behind me and uh well this place is uh like real brushy real got a lot of cedars real brushy all around it's not really hardwoods Mm -hmm. besides little patches like i was in and then he came out uh of the brush behind me fed around fed around through there and you know eating acorns and stuff and he uh fed off there in front of me then a little bit later i, I ain't seen nothing for since then and i think it was 8 25 i kept on hearing something in the brush behind me i just I, you know i was trying to barely pick over my shoulder and i just i could never see what was going on then i finally heard you know heard a good twig snap and i was like well, that's definitely something then i eased around there and then i seen him come up to a uh, licking branch, and he stuck his head in. And I, as soon as I see him, I was like, "Oh yeah, he's definitely a shooter." Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know I didn't know how quiet he, big, big he was when I first seen him. Then uh, he stuck his head in that branch, and he was uh, right at thirty yards. And he turned sideways, and I ranged him, and I was like, "I I can shoot him right there, but there's a little bit of brush in the way, not you know, a little bit of weeds and stuff." And I was like, "I don't want to take that shot. He's you know, I know he's going to come in." Cause he was working that, you know, working, uh, from behind me across kind of diagonally my other way. And, uh, he came up about five more yards and hit another looking branch milled around there for a minute. And he kept on facing me the whole time. He didn't, he didn't turn broadside that time. And, uh, he finally broke and started cutting across to me. Then, uh, See, I, I drew back. Well, I didn't want to stop him because, you know, I always hear all them, hear all them stories that people stop the deer and it, you know, ducks air and all this other stuff. Mm, puts him on a so lot. I was kind of yeah. I I like scared he was going to do that. But you know, anyway, he was like, I mean, he wasn't even walking. It was more like just a, you know, a baby little staggering walk. Mm-hmm. But uh, then I drew back, 
I sat on, sat along, and I don't know what happened. I felt myself collapse, punched my trigger and everything all at the same time. And I watched that air go soar right under his belly. Ooh. And it stuck in the ground. It was real windy that day. So I'm guessing between the wind and all the acorns raining down, he didn't, he had no clue what happened. He just looked, he actually turned around and looked at my arrow stuck in the ground. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I felt my heart sink. I was like, that just happened. But see, I, I usually, I'm not sure exactly what kind of gear holder I have. I can't remember where I got it from, but I had, you know, it's got a buckle strap and got hooks all the way around it. Mm-hmm. And I usually hook my quiver on the backside of the trigger so I just reach around and grab another arrow if I need it. So I, I'm sitting here watching him and I'm reaching around, get that arrow, uh, bring it back over, hook it on there, then get my release on there. And he starts walking a little bit, you know, it's barely moseying on through there again. And uh, I did stop him that time. Like I said, he was just slightly corded to me. And uh, I shot. I mean, I, I, it looked like it was a little back, but it ended up, you know, not being, but I thought it was at first. But then he jumped off and took off. I mean, he didn't run. He didn't run off like you, you know. You just really, you know, smack him. He didn't run off real hard. But I mean, he took off pretty good. But uh, like you couldn't hear nothing. Like I said, it was real brushy and cedars and field edges, and that's all it was really. Besides the little patches of woods here and there. Oh yeah. Had um. So, you'd never been on this property before was this just your first time in there for the year you didn't have any history with this buck is that right the dalton he's uh he's seen the buck quite a few times like i said he he takes care of the place uh-huh. and he's he's seen it before and he was telling me about it after well well he's telling me about it after i shot it because he didn't you know when i shot it he's like Did you shoot that one with a split g2 i was like i don't know i just know he's big <laughs> he's like i bet you did but uh but uh, so I've never even been on the place before. Oh, first time in there. Yeah. Good and uh, he he uh he he told me there's acorns in there. There's gonna be deer, so that's where I set off to go. Sounds like he was right. So I noticed on your your, your post of, of that deer, you killed that deer in October. Is that right? I did. Yep. Now was it October twenty third? Did I see that right? Uh, twenty. First, I think twenty first. So was that right when that uh, cold front came in, or was it still kind of warm that day? Uh, it it was still pretty warm that day. Okay, I know there was a cold front because I can remember on the twenty third, I had a lot of activity on my cameras that morning. Uh, it had gotten really cold, so I was just curious if that yeah. cold front had hit that time um, when you was in there. Yeah, it was just before that, I believe. Yeah. So how do you think uh, the saddle played into your success on this hunt? Was it just the mobility to get in there, to be undetected, not to not have disturbed the place but in the past? Do you think that was what helped you do uh, Yeah, one, it helped me get in the tree that I needed to get in. Because mm-hmm. uh, if I had to put anything else there, I don't think I, I could have got it in that tree. Because that bark was kind of loose and stuff had fall off, so... My, my sticks wouldn't even sit there too good. I mean, they were on there, but they wiggled a little bit with that with that kind of bark on there. So, yeah. I mean, it definitely got me in the tree that I, I needed to be in. 
Well, it sounds like it was definitely a big part of your success. And you said on your Facebook post that uh, this is the biggest buck that you've taken so far. It is, yeah. How many other bucks have you been able to harvest since you've been in the saddle? Uh, let's see. I think, I think out of the saddle, that's the only buck I've taken out of the saddle. First buck out of the saddle. Uh, I've got, you know, a handful of does I've killed. I've, I've passed, you know, I've seen a lot of bucks out of it, just not the ones that you want to drag out two and a half miles back there. I can understand that completely, buddy. Yeah, that's one of those hunts that uh, you may want to pack some game bags and a, a good backpack, quarter him up on the spot and make a couple oh. of trips. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. I hear you. Well, Travis, again, we can't um, thank you enough for posting uh, the pictures of that bug, man. We're glad to see that the saddle played into the success of harvesting your biggest bug to date and your first buck from a saddle. So we want to congratulate you from the saddle cartel on that. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. And thanks for taking off a few minutes to jump on here and go, uh, just talk to us about your success out of the saddle. And uh, thank you be, for being a member of the saddle cartel. We appreciate your membership and you posting your content we can't thank you enough for are you enjoying your time or your time so far in the saddle cartel oh yeah it's definitely there's a lot of good information on on there yeah we one thing we want to do in the cartel is kind of just you know spread encouragement spread education be super helpful and you know anything we can do to kind of help people learn or get better into the craft of saddle hunting that's that's our objective here so oh yeah it's, it's definitely a good page for that I mean, getting some information out there and people, you know, talk back and forth of how, you know, experience they have and everything. So absolutely. Definitely a good one. Well, buddy, again, I can't thank you enough for taking a few minutes and jumping on here with us and sharing your success story. And we hope that the folks, when they listen to it, enjoy it as well. And uh, are you done for the year? Are you going to hunt anymore? Uh. I'm actually uh, I'm actually tagged out. I, uh, I see. I I got a eight pointer. I think the first week in the muzzle load, I think. Did you really? Yeah. Well, man, you've had a great year. It sounds but, like. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely can't complain. It's been pretty good. Got your freezer full of backstrap and burger. Oh yeah, definitely. We last week, me and my buddy went out and we. I guess it was yesterday, actually. Uh. Got a few does, so definitely fill in the freezer like now. Yes, sir. There's nothing better than good, lean, natural venison. It's one of my favorite foods for sure. Oh, definitely. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to see if I can get enough deer to grind up the burger so I don't have to buy any this year. Hey, buddy. I, I'm going mean, to see if I can, you know, that'll work. If not, it'll definitely get you close if you've – you got got all your tags filled, I could almost guarantee you. Oh, yeah. All right, Travis. Well, again, thank you for jumping on with us and uh, hope you continue success in the future. And um, Please, in the future, if you have success again, share that with the cartel. And, uh, and thank you, buddy. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, buddy. We'll talk soon.